Hi, Ash here, and welcome to episode one of the podcast that is yet to be named. First, since you're listening listening to this, I owe you a huge thank you for selecting this podcast and pressing play. The fact that anyone would choose to listen to me prattle on about anything is very humbling, and I'm grateful you thought this worth your time or even worth wasting some of your time on. <laughs> I'll take that too. Um, I don't know yet what to name this podcast thing I just started up, but I couldn't let that keep me from starting. I believe the content that I want to share about adventure women um, is worth listening to and it's valuable, and that's what it's all about anyways, right? The stories. Stories of women in adventure sports. The stories of how and why these women of action got started, where their love for whatever makes their hearts skip a beat started from, why they have continued their ventures into adulthood, or maybe even started something new as an adult. So a little bit about me. I moved to Southern California from the beautiful state of Colorado about three years ago. I grew up on a ranch in the Greenhorn Mountains with three brothers, and I was never to be left on the sidelines of anything. I rode and trained horses, drove quads, built tree houses, learned to ski at the very tiny little age of four, and loved any game of pickup basketball and football with my dad, uncles, brothers, and mostly boy cousins. Um, I kind of let my love for adventure go as I became a teenager. My parents thought it best for my brothers and I to focus on school, so sports were out. I kept skiing, still played games of basketball here and there. I could feel that beyond what Beyonce expresses in her song, get me bodied, keep me bodied. I love that feeling of being in my body, feeling and knowing what my body could do. I wasn't interested in standing on the sidelines or looking cute. I rollerbladed for fun um, as a kid, got knocked out unconscious multiple times doing jumps and random other things. As I got older, I kind of always felt this pressure to give all that up like it was child's play, but I couldn't. I couldn't imagine a life where I wasn't physical, even though at the time I wasn't as physical as I wanted to be and to a level that made me feel as good as I knew it could. <clears throat> so I got my legs foot running. Excuse me. I got my legs moving. I found my like for running as an adult. Yes, I said like, not love. <laughs> I have asthma. My gray and blue inhaler is my longest lasting relationship. I kind of hate that thing. It's a reminder that I always need it before every run, on every trip. The moment I remember I've forgotten it, which I often do, my heart thuds ringing through my ears, but I stop and remind myself I've done this for before and I'll be fine. Just breathe through it. So back to running. I'll never forget running my first mile at 25 years old around Lake Minaqua in Pueblo, Colorado, and just being utterly shocked. I couldn't believe it. I thought because of my severe, severe asthma, this was impossible. What else could my body do? So then I tried hiking a 14er, which is a mountain with a peak elevation of 14,000 plus feet. And I picked the highest 14er, not only in Colorado, but in the North American Rocky Mountains, Mount Elbert, which funny enough, I often accidentally call Mount Everest from time to time because I'm a dork. And apparently because Elbert and Everest both start with an E, Everest just rolls off my tongue and I look like a complete idiot. <laughs> Um, but anyways, I had no idea what I was doing. You'll begin to notice that that's a theme for me. I wore way too many layers. I think I read every recommendation on layers and then wore them all. I had on a sports bra, a tank top, a long sleeve t-shirt, a short sleeve t-shirt over that, a zip up, a fleece, gloves, and then finally a windbreaker. 
Breaking trail at 2 a.m. in early August of that summer, I was sweating buckets before I even got to the trailhead from the campsite. I quickly peeled off most every layer except the tank, t-shirt, and I think windbreaker. Um, anywho, the sunrise on the side of Mount Elbert that morning was just beautiful. Sitting on the mountainside, watching the Colorado Rockies glow in that fresh golden morning sunshine was so serene and breathtaking. At the summit, I remember looking out across mountaintop after mountaintop after mountaintop for as far as you could see and just thinking, my legs got me here. My body did this and it felt so good. Later, I ate an entire large pizza and drank a whole growler of beer. I've rarely been that hungry before in my life. I think the entire hike took like, I can't do math very quickly, but broke trail at 2 a.m. and got down off the mountain, I think at 2 p.m., so... It was a while. Um, Even though I grew up in landlocked Colorado, a mountain girl, I've always loved the ocean. I suspected that this might have been an over-romanticization on my part, but still, I daydreamed of surfing and just being in the water. When I started the move to California after my master's degree, I made two promises to myself. I would learn to surf, and I would also become a certified scuba diver. Um, My plan was to start surfing first because, for one, I just wanted to surf. Remember how I said I can't stand to be on the sidelines? Well, beach days on the sand just don't cut it for me. I want to be in the waves. Also, I figured surfing was a good way to teach me how to just be in the ocean. I didn't grow up around or in the ocean, so I had no concept of really how to interact in the water. The swells, the tides, the waves, etc. And I wanted a level of comfort and knowledge before I started diving. I didn't know much about the big blue, but I knew enough to understand the ocean is definitely a thing to respect. So spring of 2018, I took a two hour private lesson. And let me tell you, when I say I could not have been more excited that morning, I mean, my excitement was like at level 10 billion. I woke up early that day without an alarm, drove the 10 minutes to the beach with overcast skies that grossly contrasted the thrill that was pumping in my chest. I was greeted at the surf shop by Bob. White, middle-aged, 100% surfer dude. Skin so tan it looked like it had the texture of leather. And bright blue eyes seemingly made even more bright because of his coppered skin. This is all topped off by sandy sun-bleached hair. Basically, the dude you'd want to teach you to surf. Figure he'd probably been surfing since he was a toddler. I'm pretty sure he greeted me with cha bra. No, I'm just kidding. He didn't do that. Um, he was so laid back, I felt I had to push down my level of excitement to a much lower tone. Um, The sky wasn't the only thing gloomy that morning. The ocean was also pretty churned up. Uh, The tide was in. The waves were a bit brutal. He took me to the beach to show me why surf lessons that morning would just be battling waves and not fun. Before my attitude completely crashed, he said that he figured the waves would be better that afternoon. So he rescheduled me for later with Armando or maybe it was Adrian. I don't remember. We'll go with Armando. Um, So round two, still just as excited as that round one. Armando got me suited up. Now, I was not prepared for the dance required to get into that wetsuit. (laughs) No pair of pantyhose or skinny jeans or dress back zipper had ever compared to getting that thing on then or even now still to this day. But I managed and then we headed to the beach. He walked. I basically skipped. (laughs) Could not believe I was doing this. Finally. Um, I had no expectations for the lesson. Armando asked me what I wanted to accomplish, and I just smiled at him and said, I just want to be here. I just want to see how this goes and enjoy every minute. He laughed, glad with my perspective, and though no matter what happened, I wouldn't be let down. 
and let down, I was not. Being in the ocean, feeling the swell thrust my body atop the board up and over each wave while out there waiting for mine to come in, the salt splash in my face, each and every fall off the board and into the water, I loved it all. But most of all, I loved how surfing consumed me, all of me, 100%. My mind was blank except for what was right in front of me. Paddle, 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 stop, rest, paddle, 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 pop up. I didn't think about one single thing other than that, not once. Um, Meditation has never done that for me. Yoga has never done that for me. Not running and for sure not hiking. I say that the mountains make make me reflect, but the ocean makes me forget. It's the best freaking mind cleanse I've ever come across and also pretty good adrenaline high. So after that lesson and then buying a secondhand board and a wetsuit, I spent that summer going out regularly. I sucked every single time, but I still loved it. The first time I took my new to me board out, I could not stay on the freaking thing. When I came out of the water exhausted, a dude asked me, how was the water? And we chatted, and as he glanced at my board, he looked at me and said, uh, are you new? In a pretty concerned tone, I nodded and said, laughing, well, if you had seen me out there, you'd already know the answer to that. Um, he then shared that I needed way more wax on my board. He pulled out his phone and shared a few YouTube videos with me on how to wax it. And yeah, my board was basically just slick. There was nothing on there. And he explained, like, why you need the wax and how it helps you grip, blah, 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 blah. So I was relieved that my problem staying on the board was a fairly easy fix, and I thanked him, determined to try again. At that point, I decided to tackle surfing one technique at a time, staying on the board being top of that list, and then just paddling out, then, oh, who knows, duck diving, and et cetera, et cetera. During this time, I stayed away from where the other surfers were because I had no idea even how a lineup worked and I wanted to focus on my own surfing and I didn't want to be thinking about the other surfers around me. Um, I talked like crazy to any person that would listen to me or give me advice on surfing. Um, One day I was walking my dog out at Sunset Cliffs in San Diego, watching all the surfers out there that morning. Um, And this is a place that is a goal of mine to surf at. And there's this older guy sitting on a bench drinking drinking his coffee and watching as well. So I approached him and asked him some questions about surfing, you know, the different points, the breaks, what they're called, etc. And he was only too thrilled to show off his knowledge of surfing. Um, but then he asked me why I wanted to know. And so I told him that I just started surfing and he scoffed. Oh, a girl surfer? And then I spat back, oh, I will snake your wave and laugh in your, laugh in your face while I do. He was shocked, and then he laughed, uncertainly. Um, at the end of the summer that year, I stopped surfing. The winter waves were just too cold and too much for me. Um, so in the spring of 2019, I set out one April morning, my only goal to just paddle out. Again, no expectation, no, oh, I'm going to catch a wave and ride it in, blah, blah, blah. No, I just wanted to be in the water and just wanted to duck dive again, wanted to get out. Um, so I asked a few surfers on the beach for some tips on paddling out that morning. Um, the waves were a little bit gnarly and they pointed out where the tide was carrying surfers out and told me kind of how to avoid the kelp bed. So I thanked them and then jumped in. I did get out that day. It felt good. It felt really good to be back in the water. I'll remember being the only girl out there that day. Um, I looked one guy 
right in the eyes directly, lifted my hand in a wave and said, Hey, he looked at me like I was headless, never responded, not even a nod, like no form of acknowledgement. So I was kind of amused. So I said hi to every single guy that I got close to. Only one, one of them responded back. I'm not sure what was wrong with the rest of them, but I didn't care. I wasn't going to let them keep me out of the water and they weren't the reason I was out there anyways. Just gave me more motivation to become better than them and then snake their waves one day too. A few weeks later, I broke my foot. I could barely walk, much less run and definitely not surf. And unfortunately, I haven't surfed since. It took pretty much all of summer for my foot to heal. And then we're back to the winter conditions of California, which I'm just not ready for yet. But that does not mean that this is the end for me. I still keep talking to every person that um, will talk about surfing with me. I've found some YouTube channels to watch um, with tips on for beginners and just random things about the, I mean, every little bit of surfing. And, um, one of the biggest, um, tips I've gotten is stop trying to learn to surf in California. That's not to say that people can't. Um, obviously there's plenty of people here that I feel like have and do. Um, but to go to a beach and go somewhere where the waves are easier, um, and just easier to handle and you could just spend some time in the water enjoying it rather than kind of the like fight survival thing that I've encountered with my serving time here in California. So um, very soon in the near future, I will be looking to find a shore with better beginner waves and look forward to coming back here and sharing more with you all about that as well as not just my story, but the stories of other women, other stories that are much more interesting and much better than mine. So don't judge the rest of this podcast based off my little, my little surfing story here that isn't even much yet, but that's okay. Everybody has to start somewhere and I'm not afraid of beginnings, much less my own. And I want this to encourage other people, other women specifically, guys, you're welcome to, I'm not going to exclude anyone. Um, but I specifically want to encourage other women and give women a space to talk about their passion and talk about those things that get them bodied and make them feel good and um, why it makes them feel good and just a place to talk about that passion, that love and share cool stories about when you're out or scary stories or maybe times you felt like giving up um, and the different things you've tried. And I want other people to know what women are doing and, um, I want to inspire young women to keep chasing those dreams and don't give up, um, on doing adventure sports just because it maybe feels like you have to, you know, that pressure that I mentioned that I felt earlier. Um, and I just, I never felt like that of my own accord. I felt the pressure that admittedly I might've allowed to be too strong in my life, but it wasn't my own desire. It wasn't my own passion that I wanted to give up, right? That was something that I externally allowed to push, to press in on me. Um, and I just want, <clears throat> I want other women to, that may be feeling that same pressure or maybe soon they might start feeling that pressure. I want them to have this place that they can come to and get that encouragement and not just the encouragement, but just know like, Hey, you're not the only one that likes this. There are others too. So allow the pressure of keep going 
to affect you instead. Um, and just follow you. Just do you. Don't worry about what other people are doing. Don't what, worry what, I don't know, girls are quote unquote supposed to do or what you feel they're supposed to do, right? Um, and if you ever feel like that, that diss from guys that are out there, and again, guys, this doesn't mean all guys do this because you don't. I have plenty of male friends and um, my dad being one that always was just like, yeah, you got this. You can handle this. You can do this. Um, you're dope, right? You're capable, you're competent. Um, so not every guy does, but there are, there are guys that do look at you like, what are you doing out here? You know, I eat the old man on sunset cliffs. Um, but don't let that affect you again. Do you don't let their insecurities or their shock, just show them what you got, show them who you are, but more importantly, show you who you are. So that's all this podcast is about. Again, if you are hearing my voice right now, I owe you the biggest, most sincere thank you. Um, I appreciate you clicking on this. I hope it was a good, if nothing else, slightly entertaining 20 minutes that got you to thinking um, maybe about what you enjoy and whatever that is in your life, whether it's adventure sports, a food, a smell, dig into that day today. Go back to that. Experience it because that's what life is all about. Um, again, thanks for listening to the podcast that has yet to be named, or, uh, I think I titled it to be named pod, uh, to be named. Um, so thanks for listening to, to be named and, uh, come back next week. I'll have something more for you and it won't just be my voice. All right. Take care. Ash out.